Thank you, Jesus. Can the church say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Lord. It's a good thing to be in God's house. It's a good thing to see all of you all out here on this morning. Amen. There was a press. Um, I know I had to press this morning, but I'm so glad to be here. Did anybody else? I heard you, Sister Michelle. I thought I was alone. I'm so glad um, that you said that. Anybody else find yourself pressing out to the house of the Lord today? Amen. Well, you made it. You made it. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise because we made it. Amen. And the Lord is here to help you today. All right. Um, you can be seated just for a moment. I do want to um, just take a moment just to thank um, the choir uh, for what they did on today and the praise team, the musicians. Um, that's a ministry, and it does. I don't take that lightly seeing you all coming out and rehearsing and things, and especially I believe it was last week or maybe the week before that they went out into the nursing home and they just spread some joy, walked around singing Christmas songs. Um, and it was so nice that we actually got a card back, and they actually put some money on the inside of that card. <laughs> and I said, wow, they were really touched by it. It says, to the Agape Nursing Home Ministry um, at uh, Northwest Healthcare, your prayers, presence, and support of our mother during her stay at Northwest were the highlights of her week. My sister Pat and I were also blessed by the scriptures, songs, and messages that you shared with us. Sister Rain, we also thank you for speaking at Mom's service and sharing such uh, such love. Please accept this donations towards your ministry and all of your good works. Uh, peace and blessings, the family of Annie White. Amen. So we give the Lord praise for that. And all those carolers, ain't nothing wrong with spreading some joy. Amen. People need some joy. Amen. In this world today. Hey, I'm going to ask the, if you all can help me. I don't know if we need to mute these. I just still am hearing that rebirth is coming through here. Um, also wanted to say, uh, all of the seniors, we're so glad that you're here today. The One Heart, One Soul Ministry has prepared a gift for you all. Um, and if you could just meet in the fellowship hall afterwards, um, they have something for you. Now, don't miss out. Don't run out of here and hop in your car and miss your gift because that means that some of us, other people get to take it home. All right? So be there after service is over in the fellowship hall and the One Heart, One Soul Ministry has something prepared for you all. Let's go ahead and stand for the word of the Lord on today. Matthew chapter number 2. And this week you go home and you spend some time with your family. Merry Christmas to everybody. Just in case I forget to say that, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you all. There will be no Bible class on Tuesday night um, this week. Spend some time with your family. You know, go home and, and, and take a little time and, and y'all love each other. Amen. Is that, is that all right? Spend some time with each other. Spend time with your kids. Call and check on somebody. Call and check on your auntie, your uncle, your distant cousin, somebody, and let them know that you love them. All right, and that's all right. Sit down and have a meal together, and however you celebrate, I realize that we might have differences in things, but just spend time together. Amen. Uh, but today, let me call to your attention Matthew chapter number 2 um, in verse number 1. Just one moment. All right, y'all have it? Amen. I want to minister to you from this subject, a guiding light. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. A guiding light. Father, in the name of Jesus, let's look to the Lord right now. God, we need you today as we need you every day. We're so thankful for this wonderful gift that came to this world, a world that was in such darkness. God, and you saved us and rescued us 
just in time, God. I thank you, Lord God, that that gift is a gift that certainly does keep on giving. Even today, Lord, the wonderful gift of salvation can be somebody's today because you came. We thank you for it. We appreciate you for it, God. Guide us and lead us closer to you. Anoint the service, the remainder of the service, God. I pray, God, that you would even use me as your vessel and touch the heart of every hearer, God. Let the word be applied to their hearts and to their lives. And we love you for it and ask these things. And everybody say in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Good to see you. Everybody smile at somebody and have a seat, amen. Uh, many times growing up, my brothers and I, on Christmas Day, uh, there was always, we would get individual gifts, but because we, you know, a sibling group, and we were all just kind of stair-stepped, not even two years apart, uh, there was sometimes that mom and daddy would put a gift, maybe under the tree or somewhere, and it would have all three of our names on it, two James, Jason, and Jeremy. And when we got one of those gifts, we just have to duke it out, fight it out, learn how to share. You know, kids don't like to share gifts. You know, and so, you know, but there was every now and then we might get one of those gifts um, that we just had to learn how to share, had to learn how to get along with each other. Amen. Anybody still teaching your kids to get along with each other? Take turns, do whatever you got to do. Y'all going to share this one. You know, I remember back in the day, you know, my mom, that's why she named all of my brothers and, and blamed us on her. But she, she named us all the same initials, J-A-C. You know, and as I got older, I found out the reason why she did that. James Anthony Chambers, Jason Allen Chambers, Jeremy Anderson Chambers, just so that she could put our initials in the back of our coat and just hand it on down to the next kid. <laughs> Y'all give my mother, give mama a hand right now. She knew how to work that thing. Hand it on down. And so that was everybody coat. You know, started out with big brother. Then it was a middle son. And finally, after all of it said and done, then my younger brother would get that coat. But, you know, mama knew how to work that thing. So we grew up knowing how to share, all right? And, and what I want to say today is the gift um, that has come to this world, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad this morning. I feel such a privilege. I mean, I don't know you won't fight you about this on today. I am so glad to be able to share the story, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with you today. Amen. And I'm so glad, amen, that it's got everybody's name on it. And, well, maybe I should say his name can be applied to each one of us if you want it on today. Anybody want the gospel or the good news of the gospel? Come on, give God praise for the good news on today. Amen. So many times we place that first family um, on a pedestal, and by saying first family, I'm not meaning the first family of a church, I'm not meaning the president of the United States, but that first family, uh, Mary and Joseph, we place them on a pedestal, and sometimes we fail to realize that they were ordinary people just like you and me, had to tie his sandals on and had probably had problems, you know, just like we have problems, circumstances and things that were going on in the world. Um, so they weren't just, you know, people who were um, without flaws or, or, or without um, problems, rather. But they were people that were ordinary, just like you and me, and they were recently engaged. And they were encountering what appeared to be a big problem. And maybe there's a young couple in this room. Maybe you got a big problem in this story today. If you have any impossibilities in your life or things that you don't understand or perhaps you have a big problem, this story is for you today. It ought to give you some hope. Jesus Christ is the hope of this world. Amen. Uh, Mary, she was just a young Jewish girl. She was uh, recently engaged to Joseph, who was a carpenter. Just ordinary people living in Nazareth. And before they got married, you know, they were betrothed to one another. But Mary finds herself with child. 
All right, and we can pick it up in Luke 1, 28, probably on an ordinary day, an ordinary little girl got a word from an angel. Luke chapter number 1 and verse 28. I'm going to read a lot of this story to you today. Is it all right if we get into the word of the Lord? Amen. Y'all going to get a little bit too bored if I just read the word? I hope not. Amen. I'll perk up and hear this miraculous story that I'm so glad to share with you today. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she had saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name. What's his name, everybody? He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Everybody read verse 37, for with God, come on, read it with some conviction today, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, I know this story um, was 2,000 years old, but I wonder if the year 2023, people still believe that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Can we give the Lord praise for that? Amen. I heard you, Brother Wade, new member of this church standing up. I didn't even know all that about you, but I give the Lord praise. With God, nothing shall be impossible. And it was so good to see your praise echoed on the other side of the church. Elder Taylor sitting there. With God, nothing shall be impossible. How many people know that God is still doing the miraculous even today? Can we give the Lord praise today? The Lord is still healing. The Lord is still raising up. The, the Lord is still doing what your doctor said would never be done. Sister Charity, I heard you on today. Is there anything too hard for the Lord. Amen. Sister Debbie, I heard you as well. Amen. What's the scripture that you quoted from Elizabeth on today? Blessed is she that believe, but there shall be a performance of those things told her of the Lord. Can I hear the church giving just one more praise? Yes. My God. So Mary, she's left with this incredible uh, bit of information that she has to process. And I can imagine all of the questions that probably just ran through her mind after that she got all that information. You know, what, what would her parents think about this? You know, this pregnancy. How would the community, you know how people are, what would they think about this pregnancy? You know, especially when she wasn't married. And above everything else, what would Joseph, what's he going to think about all of this? You know, and so I'm sure that uh, Mary's pregnancy just wasn't easy as it fell to Joseph's ears. I'm sure that he probably had questions of his own. I mean, the scripture actually brings this out, and we can go to the gospel of Matthew. I love how we see this in the various gospels, amen, the story of this miraculous birth. Matthew 1 and 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as mother, his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. I heard you, Elder White, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, check this out, her husband, being a just man, pays to marry somebody who's just. Time out, everybody. It pays to be 
equally yoked. Amen. It pays to be some, with somebody who's compassionate towards you, who loves you, not just coming upside your head and you trying to go one direction, they go in the other direction. Amen. Pays to be with somebody who's trying to walk upright before the Lord. All right. Amen. Anybody with a good husband or a wife. Amen. You ought to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And if some of y'all just go ahead and praise God by faith. All right. Amen. Don't get in trouble. Just praise him by faith. Amen. It's Christmas Day. Don't be in there fighting today. <laughs> Christmas tomorrow. All right. We got to get along. All right. Where are we at in verse number? Uh, all right. Verse number 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. All right. Not, not, not just blasting her, not just throwing her name in the mud, not bringing her, dragging her out so that she can be stoned. Amen. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And so the, the angel of the Lord came and it put Joseph's mind at ease and it let, it let him know that this is not um, the product of unfaithfulness, not the product of immorality or infidelity, but this is the product of the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. Now, I know you all have heard the different Old Testament names of God. Um, El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. El Elyon, the Lord Most High God. Adonai, Lord Master Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner, my God. Let me slow down. Jehovah Raha, the Lord, my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Anybody still believe he's a healer? Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Jireh, amen, the Lord that will provide. How many people know that he's still providing today? Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is our peace. Has anybody been burdened in their mind, amen, depressed, down and out, feeling all in despair, but you found out that God is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is our peace. Somebody just say that, the Lord is our peace. Jehovah Sabbath, I believe, the Lord of hosts. Amen. But I love verse number 21. When we get down there, the angel told him, told Joseph, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name. What's his name, church? Do you know the name of Jesus? It actually means Yahweh saved. Amen. Yahweh is salvation. So every time you hear the name Jesus, it talks about Jehovah, our Savior. Somebody give the Lord praise for saving us. And certainly this world, even today, it still needs a Savior. I'm so glad. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad for Emmanuel, God with us. So glad that he came to save me. So glad that he didn't just abandon us in our despair and in our sin and in our misery. But he came to rescue us from the depths and the, the penalty of sin. Somebody ought to give God praise. Amen. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall what? He shall what? Save his people from their sins. My God. And certainly this world, it needed a savior. Amen. Needed somebody to rescue us from that grip of sin, that hold of sin, the penalty of sin, the power of sin. Romans 3 and 23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Anybody in here have no, no sin ever? Go ahead and raise your hand right now so I can get my shoe off and throw it at you. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. Bad news was also Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is what? 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. It can only be found in Jesus Christ. Man was separated from God because of sin. And to make matters work, the Mosaic law came and made sin exceeding even the more simple. It pointed out how wrong you were. And at the end of the day, all you can sit there and say is, I need somebody to come and rescue me. Amen. The law required bloodshed to appease the wrath of God. In Hebrews 9 and 22, in almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission of sin. So certainly we needed a savior. Amen. Humanity, humanity it was helpless. It stood before a just God, uh, a guilty as charged. Amen. We had violated the holy, righteous law of the Lord, and we were due the penalty that came to us. Amen. But God so loved the world, my God, according to John 3.16, that he gave his only begotten son, that who Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I hear somebody's got everlasting life and glad about it. Just holler back at me today. I got it. Somebody say, I got it. Anybody glad to have abundant life today? Everlasting life. My God. I love how John, he saw him coming. He said, behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. My God, I love even in the book of Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus came and was born of a virgin Mary, the uh, prophet Isaiah, the eagle-eyed prophet, the one that could see, amen, with the power of the Lord, amen, the one that could see into the future, wrote in Isaiah 7 and 14, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And I love how it's echoed 700 years later. Amen. Every bit of the word of the Lord, if the Lord spoke it, it will come to pass. He'll dot every I. He'll cross every T. You best believe, amen, the generations may fold or, or pass on and, and go on, amen. Another generation might come in, but the word of the Lord, it will come to pass. Whatever God spoke, whatever God said, you best believe he's going to fulfill every promise that he spoke. Somebody give the Lord one more praise. Yes! Matthew 1 and 22. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet of the Lord saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. I love that. Emmanuel, God with us. I'm so glad that he's with me even today. Amen. Even with us in the Holy Ghost. How many got the Holy Ghost on today? So glad that he walks with me, that he talks me, that he's placed his laws, amen, on the table of my heart. And it's no longer just external, but he downloaded this thing on the inside of me. Anybody got Jesus living on the inside of him? So glad about it. Amen. All right, you should call his name Emmanuel. Amen. And Joseph, being raised from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took him unto him as a wife and knew her not till he had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. All right, now, details of this uh, miraculous night. How many in here, in here like details? Y'all like details? Y'all know y'all nosy. <laughs> don't try to sit there and act like you don't like details. Some of y'all, you know, you, you're all up in folk business. Let's get into business of the word of the Lord on today. Amen. Be a little nosy here and just go over here to Luke chapter number two today. Let's dig into this night and let's, let's just uh, examine this story a little bit closely, a little bit more closely. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. All right. Tax day was coming. 
And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. That's very important. Amen. Had to, amen, be of the household of uh, the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Now, she was good and pregnant. I ain't talking about just in the first little phase of pregnancy when you just running around and, you know, maybe getting a little morning sickness. But she was all the way real swollen up, probably walking funny and all those things and had to get her up on this donkey. All right. Being great with child. All right. Amen. And uh, where are we at? In verse number six. And also it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And brought me back to that scripture. He came into his own and his own received him not. Can you imagine that? Anybody in here ever got turned away from somewhere? Anybody ever been looking for a hotel? I remember time me and Mike were driving back from Florida. I mean, we were just calling one hotel after another. A flight was canceled. Couldn't find a hotel. But can you imagine being the creator of the world? You created the, the trees and the sky and everything that any man could see. And here you come and you can't even find a hotel room. Mm. Came into his own, but his own received him not. Where are we at in verse number seven on today? All right. And they were, uh, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes. No room for him in the end. Verse number eight. And there were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them. All right. Listen to this heavenly announcement. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. Now, out of all the people that this announcement could have come to, isn't it beautiful that he came to some dirty shepherds, some, some, some people who were just out in the fields, um, the lowest of the low. The people that probably couldn't just go up into the temple because they were probably too dirty to be there. The people that had to be outside. The people that you wouldn't want to get close to. But yet, this heavenly announcement. One of the greatest announcements that has ever hit this earth. I know you've heard people stand up in church for a baby announcement or a graduation announcement or, or maybe a, a wedding announcement. And everybody likes to clap. But the greatest announcement that ever came to this world came to the lowest of the low. Came out on a night amen shepherds out and in the field my god verse number uh number 11 or number 10 and the angel said unto them fear not for behold i bring you some good news y'all good tidings of great joy somebody say good tidings somebody say great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be assigned unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel of a, a multitude of a heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Amen. We ought to echo those, in, those sentiments and do some good works. Amen. And uh, give somebody a reason to have peace on today. Amen. Goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them unto the heavens, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made unto us, or made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Y'all hear that? So when they went out there and they saw it, they went out there and they told something about it. 
Do y'all realize that everybody even today still does not know who Jesus is? Do you realize that what you have encountered when you met Jesus Christ, it ought to touch your heart so much that your mouth will open up and begin to spill your guts and tell somebody else about this great thing that has come into your life. Come on, somebody. If you're going to run and spread some news, I hear a whole lot of folks that love to be in folks' business. Even here recently, some of the nasty remarks that I've heard people say about men of God and people, you know, dare to speak on things. Amen. Today, know absolutely nothing about. If you're one of those people that love to be meddlesome and love to dig in folks' business, shame on you. And if God gets in your heart and changes you and saves your soul, take that same energy that you ran out and scandalized folks' name and get on out here and tell somebody about Jesus. Somebody run and tell that. If you're going to tell something, tell about the Savior. Come on, somebody. Help me to praise the Lord today. Come on here. Come on, tell somebody the good news. Good tidings. Let me hear somebody one more time. Good tidings. Great joy. Amen. We're so quick. You know, it's just human nature for us to be real quick to, to run and tell some bad news, and then you want to hush up about some good news. Don't you let nobody cause you to be this little backseat, quiet Christian. You tell, run and tell it. If you got to wear your T-shirt, wear your T-shirt. But everywhere you go, amen, I'm not telling you that you have to just be out there and just, you know, every time that you open up your mouth, you publicizing this thing. But the folks that you work with, your family, they ought to know that you've been touched and changed, amen, by the master, that you've had an encounter. I love, you know, the woman that was sitting at the well, amen, after she had that encounter with Jesus Christ, she ran and she began to tell the public, come see a man that told me all that I ever done. I wonder if somebody's that got that type of conviction. Somebody in here, you had that type of encounter. I can't keep this thing to myself. God has been so good to me. Come on and help me. My God, come on and help this boy. My God. Oh, yes. My God. How to be, hold on. Oh, y'all didn't do good enough. Oh, tired church. Oh, if I can just get you to recognize what you have. Oh, if I can just get you to recognize. I said it on Tuesday night. My God, some of you all right now need a handrail or something here. Lord Jesus. But uh, check this out. Some of you all right now, you're excited about tomorrow, about opening up some present. Oh, you're excited about that big old box underneath the tree. You're so excited, amen, about what you potentially might get, amen, and it might not come true. You don't know how your parents' finances are doing, amen, but I wonder if you can just get that excited about the greatest gift that has come to humanity, Jesus Christ. That deserves a little bit more. Come on, church. Don't do it for me. It deserves, amen, a little bit more of your attention. It ought to stir you up sometimes. It ought to make you excited sometimes, my God. My Lord. It ought to get a dance out of you. It ought to get a shout of you. Jesus, I met Jesus. I met Jesus. And I'm glad about it. You know, those shepherds, they heard it. My God, probably hadn't had that much attention or that much excitement in a whole long time. Amen. They ran and they told it. Amen. All right, let's keep on going on here. Now, I'm going to leave you all alone. Amen. But I refuse, amen, just to be a, a quiet pastor. Amen. When we, you know, on a, on a sit-down type of church. I can't pastor no sit-down church, no apathetic type of church. Amen. No indifferent type of church. There ought to be some excitement about the things of God. 
Woo! Anybody still excited about Jesus? Oh, my God. Anybody who met him, you met him 20 years ago. Oh, but he's still good to me, my God. My Lord. Woo! You might have lost the romance in your marriage, my God. Kids might be getting on your nerves. Oh, all your earthly friendships have, you know, gone kind of cold. Oh, but is there something still that warms your heart when you hear the story about how Jesus came to rescue mankind from the sin? Don't allow this story to get so commonplace. Don't allow it to become just like some little furniture. I know you see the little nativity scene that's put out every year. You know, and after a while, if we're not careful, it becomes so commonplace to it. But ain't nothing common about this story. This is the greatest thing, my God, that will ever happen, amen, in this life, amen, to us, amen, or to this world. Jesus Christ, amen, is the greatest gift to the world today. Hallelujah. All right, Matthew chapter number two. Let me keep on going. Oh, I know I feel like I'm doing good. Feel my help? All right, Matthew 2. Tells us a story about the wise men. I wonder if there's some wise men even today. I just want to run through this great story. I ain't got to even add a whole, a whole lot to this story. It's good all by itself. You know, sometimes you got to preach something real hard, but this story, I can just tell you the story. And all by, if I didn't do nothing but just read the words on the page, this story is good all by itself. All right, two and one tells us about the, the wise men. Now, there's, a lot of us, we believe it's three wise men, but nobody really knows for sure if it was three. It could be less. It could be more. So the scripture tells us there were three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It doesn't tell you how many wise men there are. Now, I understand, you know, why we think it's three. You know, it could be three. It could be more. Now, Matthew 2 and 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came, what, wise men. How did they get there? They came all the way from where? Huh? From the east to Jerusalem. Where they come from? All out on the east side. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. Now, how did word get to them all the way from east? If you remember, come on, just draw your mind in a little bit for right now. Let's have a little Bible study. You remember the book of Daniel? And you remember how Daniel, years ago in the captivity, had been taken captive by the Babylonians. Amen? And so perhaps these wise men had heard or known the word because Daniel was seated in a prominent place. Now, Daniel had gone off the scene, but the word of the Lord, amen, it remained. And they were familiar with these prophecies, amen. They were interested in these prophecies, amen. And so they saw this star, amen. There was a, in, I believe in the book of Numbers, it was prophesied about a star that was come. So when the star finally came and they saw it, they had interest in it, amen. Somebody said they had something to be interested in, all right. Had something to be interested in. But we have seen this star in the east and we are come to worship him. Amen. So they saw the star all the way in the east. But for some reason, what was interesting to me as I was digging in this story, I asked a couple of people this week, why didn't Herod see the star? You ever thought about that? Why didn't Herod see the star? Why didn't it seem like, you know, any of the scribes, the noblemen, and anybody else really see this great big star that was in the sky? It just seems like the, the wise men saw it. Uh, but when they got there and they got to the palace and got where Herod was, it was like everybody was like, what you talking about, man? I mean, you know. And so let's just keep on reading. Just stay with me for a little while. Verse number four, all right? Or verse number three, rather. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled with all and all Jerusalem with him. Very troubled. Now, Herod was a man that loved power. 
He loved power. He was ruthless. It didn't matter if you were his family. If you try to get in his way, he's going to knock you down. Um, you know, now he did do some great things. He had some buildings and things that he even added to the second temple, which is why it eventually became known as Herod's temple. And that's why the Jews, they somewhat tolerated him because at least he came and he made the house of the Lord pretty. But he was a low down man. Amen. He was a harsh man, a cruel man. All right. Now, verse number four. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. All right. So Herod had a Bible study. Now, I want you to know right now, lean in for a minute, y'all. Everybody coming to Bible class in Bible study is not pro-Christ. Everybody who's learning the word of God ain't always learning the word of the Lord to advance the kingdom of God. Some folks just digging into the Bible because they're trying to disprove, amen, and shake your faith and mess you up and, 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 and actually trying to hinder the advancement of the kingdom of God. My Lord, amen. Everybody that knows the Bible don't know Christ. Oh, boy, there's a whole lot. So he gathered all the scribes and the chief men together for a little Bible class, and it didn't take them long because they knew the Word of God. And they went on back to Mike, I believe, chapter number 5, and they found out about how Jesus was supposed to be, or the Messiah was supposed to be born in Bethlehem. Now let's pick it up in Matthew 2 and 5. Just stay with me for a little bit longer. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So all of the chief priests, they, they understood the word of the Lord. They knew it. Now, it really, in the story, let me back up for a minute. In the story, it's really three different types of people that we can look at. There are those, like Herod, who are hostile to the word of God. There's another group in the story, come on, tune in, that's apathetic to the word of God. And there's one more group in the story who I want to be like who have come to worship him. Oh, in, the, in this house even right now, or maybe in our listening audience, amen, online, there's some who tune in because they're hostile to the things of God. Some of y'all apathetic and indifferent, just bored by the things of God. Oh, but there's another group. We have come to worship him. Anybody in here, what did you come to church for? I don't know what you came to do, the songwriter said, but I came to praise the Lord. Come on, give me praise with me today. Oh! The chief priests and scribes were religious. They knew the scriptures. They knew the prophecy, but had no anticipation, no real desire to meet him. But those wise men, they came from afar. It came all the way from the east. I believe about 800 miles they traveled. And the, the chief priests and the scribes who actually lived within Jerusalem, all they had to do was walk about six miles and could have met Jesus. Knew the word, but had no interest in really meeting Jesus. They knew the word, I'll write Elder White, but had no real interest in meeting the Savior. My God, be careful. I know that you grew up in church. Let me just talk to you for a minute. Grew up in church. Grew up on the purple pew. Come on, all y'all in the back row, amen. All the young people in the side section, amen. I know that mama drug you to church and you, you've attended Tuesday night Bible class. Come to Sunday school and all those things. But for some reason, you're still apathetic and indifferent towards the things of God. It's right up under your nose, the Savior, amen. You're coming to church every week, hearing the preachers preach, hearing mama and daddy talk about the word of God. Right up under your nose, but you have no interest. But then 
here, somebody else comes in here way out far, amen, coming from a far away place. And when they get here, they're struck by the word of God, amen. The word of the Lord finds them, amen. They hear the worship team, amen. They hear the musicians up praising the Lord. And they have made up in their mind, my God, regardless of what everybody else is doing, I have come to worship him. Let me hear all the worshipers in here today. Now, if I got to make you praise the Lord, just be quiet. I'm not talking about those that are hostile. I'm not talking about the group that's apathetic. But I have come. Come from a faraway place. And I'm here to worship the Lord. I didn't grow up in the church like you, my God. I had it a hard way. But I'm here from Babylon. And I've come to worship the Lord. Somebody ought to give him praise today. My God, he's special. Come on, make him great. Make his name great. Come on, show some interest in the things of God. Show some enthusiasm when we talk about the Lord. I have come to worship him today. Come on, give me one more prayer. I've come. I'm here to worship. Oh, God. I know, Herod, you, you might be trying to kill G. You hostile to the things of God. Scribes and Pharisees, amen. And all of you chief men, I know that you know the word, but you don't really want to meet it, but I have come. I don't know all the scriptures like you know it, but I am here to worship the Lord. Come on and give him one more praise. Hallelujah. Somebody just give him a wave offering. I'm come to worship him. Oh, I feel like just take about 30 more seconds. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, worshipers. This is just a call for the worshipers right now. I come. My God, I've come to worship him. Oh, he brought me a mighty long way. I pressed my way. Come over a long distance, my God. And now that I'm here, I'm here to worship. Hallelujah. I've come to worship him. Hallelujah. And the scripture talks about how Herod, he tried to be slick. Oh, slick Herod. Verse number seven in here, when he had privily called, the wise men inquired of them diligently, what time the star, what time did come? What time y'all see that star? Now, perhaps they saw that star months ago, even a, it could have been a year ago. And they come walked all this way. All right. Amen. In verse number eight, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. He ain't, he ain't trying to worship him. You're trying to kill him. Amen. But the Lord got a way of giving us some warning. Amen. Anybody know the Lord can get, give us discernment? Anybody still got that discernment? Amen. Amen. So Herod was undercover, hostile towards Jesus. He knew Jesus was a threat to his kingdom. There are those, when they look at Jesus, it is a threat to their kingdom. Y'all hear that? They all are interested in is advancing their own agendas. They want to live their own way, do what they want to do, talk how they want to talk, live how they want to live, amen. And anybody that wants to dare preach against sin or, or preach against immorality, amen, and tear down Satan's kingdom, all they want to do is stand up and buck up against the things of God, amen, because they want to walk after the flesh rather than walking after the spirit. My God, but there's somebody else whose heart's been touched, God. I recognize that the enemy has made a fool of me, my God. I'm here to repent of my sins, change me, oh God. Tired of walking and doing things after my own way and my own will and doing things that are right in my own eyes, Lord. I want to do things your way. Amen. Romans 8 and 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit. Anybody after the spirit today? The things of the spirit. Let me read this to you. For to be carnally minded is death. 
But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity, hostile against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot Please, God, get out of the flesh and get into Christ somebody. My God. Anybody here, anybody here glad that you just stepped out of self and stepped into Christ? Ooh, what a difference. I'm so glad today. All right, let's go back to the story. Amen. Took a little break here. I believe it's verse number nine. And when they had heard the king, I mean, Matthew 2, they departed. And listen at this. Listen carefully. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them. It's as if they saw the star again. You know, it's almost like they got, they got there guided by the star. And it's like, you know, for a while there, you know, maybe they lost track of it or what's happened. But they, they got track of the star again till it came and stood over where the child was. Verse 10. Now listen to this. Verse 10. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They saw that guiding light again. Amen. As soon as they left Herod, got away from Herod, it's like they can see the light again. My God. And you know why? That was a question in my mind. I was asking people this week. I asked my brother and sister-in-law, asked Elder Green, different ones. Why did it seem like can nobody else see this great big star? You know, and the question, and really as I was bringing this home, why is it, amen, that I've come to the light, but there are those in my own family, my God, who don't want to have the light? Why is it that those in your own household, you appreciate the light? You tasted and you saw that he's good. My God. You've seen the glory of the Lord and how he can change your life. But it's like everybody else just can't see the light. You try to witness on your child. You try to go to school and be a witness in the light. My God, but other folk just seem to turn their nose up at the light. My God, but I'm so glad. That I listened one day, that he changed my heart and he shone the light to me one day, took the blinders off my eyes, and now because of God, I can see the light. Anybody glad that you see that guiding light? Let me hear you praise him today. Uh, want you to come to the light so bad, but why can't you see it? Oh, God. Made me think of the scripture in 2 Corinthians. I'm about to come to a close. Just bear with me. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 33. Oh, this is good, my Lord. Listen at this, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Y'all there? Verse, I don't want to leave nobody behind. Come on, you there and say I'm there. Uh-uh, verse 33. Uh, verse 3. Yeah, no, no, that's what I want right there. Verse 3. I done wrote that down wrong. Verse 3. You did good. Amen. But if our gospel, listen, be hid... It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto their heart. Oh, I just want to read that verse 4 again. In whom the God of this world, stop listening to the God of this world. Stop trying to walk after your flesh and do things your way. It's blinded your mind, amen. Blinded the minds to them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine Unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Anybody glad he commanded the light to shine out of darkness? Woo, here come a light in this whole dark world. Come on, start bringing down the house lights for me, right? That's a dark world that we live in. My God. Hallelujah. For God, who had commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge 
of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish I could make somebody come to the light today. Oh, but there are those here today. I wish I could give you a change of heart. Somehow begin to minister to you so tough, amen, that you would stop being hostile to the things of God. I wish I can talk to that middle group on today who's apathetic and just indifferent and you're just bored in church all the time. Amen. Nothing that excites you at all. And you know the word, but you don't know him in experience. Ah, I wish I can just get you to come to the light. Oh, and I wish I can just praise and worship the Lord with that group of folks who have come to worship him on today. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Somebody open up your mouth and give God some thanks today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. John 8 and 12. Amen. Put that on the screen right now. You can even let's uh, take down, not take down the, uh, um, yeah, thank you. Pulpit lights for me, please. Amen. And I, I'm with the praise team. You're going to come on up here. Amen. Be ready to minister today. This is what the scripture says, John 8 and 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And I told you today, when I was growing up, there were gifts that had all of my brother's names on it we had to share. Had a problem with it back then, but today I am so glad to share the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ with you today. And what's so beautiful about it is as I See, I brought a backup plan because I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Always something trying to keep you getting in the light. God got to ram the bush. Amen. But just as I go out in the world today, this little light of mine, I just love to share it with somebody else. Brother Gabe, I just love to share it. And as I share it with you, wouldn't it be wonderful for you to share it with somebody else? It might take us a little time, but now we got two lights. Come on, now you, you brothers, go around and you just share yours with somebody else. Praise him. Go ahead and sing it something. Come on, share that light. Share that light. Share that light. Come on, this is the message of Jesus Christ. I'm glad to share it with you on today. So glad to share it. Look how, look how beautiful this is. What if we, everybody really did this? Share the light of the gospel. Come on, share it with somebody. Savior. Look at that. Come on, share the gospel. Come on, share it with somebody. Be like those shepherds. They ran and they told it. They spread it abroad. Whatever you got to do, come on, tell somebody. Don't leave anybody untouched. Everybody, you can have this light. You can have it on today. The one, the one you say has come to honor you. The one you say, the one you say, has come to worship you. Oh, come, let us. 
have come to worship you, Lord. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, oh, come, let us adore him. Don't you hide your light on your bushel. good news. I'm so glad to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to save humanity. Jesus came to save us from our sins. Come on, Satori. I've come to worship you. Jesus. Thank you. Don't extinguish your praise. Amen. You might take out your candle. Put out your candle. Amen. But don't let that light, this little Ooh, light of mine. Yes. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. Come on. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Come on, church. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, everywhere I go, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let it shine. Yeah, everywhere I go.
the life you never could live. He filled, fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law. Amen. And he, did, he died the death you deserve to die. Won't you put your faith in him on today? Won't you put your trust in him today? Oh, everywhere I go. Come on, altar workers. Oh, everywhere I go. shake somebody's hand and just ask, do you know Jesus? Amen. If you, if you need to meet Jesus, if you need to know him on today, you need to come down to the altar. I'll come on with you. Is so if somebody wants to have your sins washed away. Amen. If you repent of your sins, you'll die out to sin and we'll take you down in Jesus' name and all your sins can be washed away. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, on your road. Have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost? Come on, like the Bible says. Do you know, amen, that that same Jesus, amen, can live on the inside of you. My God, you can receive the Holy Ghost just like the Bible says. Come on, check with somebody. If you need the Holy Ghost, I'll pray with you. Come on, lend yourself to somebody. Everywhere I go, oh, I'm gonna let it shine. This is you. If you have found yourself getting apathetic or indifferent to the things of God, and you find yourself just kind of getting so casual in your mindset about God, come on down to this altar right now. Come on and reawaken that desire, amen, that you once had from God. Let the Lord rekindle the fire that once used to burn in you. Come on down to the altar. Come on, come on, come on, move quickly. If you found yourself, I know there's some more people in here. I know how it is we get caught up in the cares of this life, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, the things that are most important start to get on the back burner. Come on down to the altar right now and get some prayer. Oh, oh, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. One more time, say, this little light of 